0: Hi everyone, Liz here just letting you know that this is the second part of my conversation with Mary about House of the Dragons Season 1. If you didn't listen to the first part, pause right here and check out the previous episode before you continue to listen to this episode. Thanks. You
1: think you know what we're going to talk about. And welcome back to Three Fates Decide.
0: It just sounds more dramatic that way.
1: All right, so this week we are going to be talking about...
0: But just when you least expect it, we changed the game.
1: One Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I mean, we always celebrated Easter. You're
0: part of the Half-Blood Prince.
1: So we're going to do another free talk, freestyle thing, no planned discussion.
0: At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide.
1: We're going to hit the the, the main highlights. That is the
0: thing that like what we were saying back in that episode. Quick recap Three Fates Decide podcast. So, episode six, we get a huge time jump with the princess and the queen. And we fast forward 10 years where Rhaenyra has three sons who absolutely positively do not look like Their her father or Laenor.
1: No, they look like her, but they don't look like Laenor.
0: Considering that they all have dark hair and she and Lainor both have white hair and the fact that Lainor, in the show at least...
1: Is dark-skinned? Yeah. Or darker-skinned, I should say.
0: It's pretty obvious that her three sons have a different dad. mm mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that just adds to the growing tension between her and Alicent, along with other things. And basically... We see a lot of confrontations between the two of them, especially with the birth of her newest baby, who, again, does not look like Laenor. We also get a little glimpse of what happened with Damon. He is now married with Lena Valarian, and they have two daughters together. And very tragically, as an echo to what happened to Queen Emma, Lena does not survive her labor with what should have been their third kid. She does die in a very epic way though.
1: She does. And she goes out like a boss. Really. Yeah. I mean she really does. Because she has her dragon, because she's a dragon rider, Vagar, which is like one of the strongest dragons. Yes. Incinerate her. Yes. She basically just kill me. Please. Yes. I mean, she goes out. It's epic. She goes out epically. Really? Yes. That was probably the best death I've ever seen in the show. Yeah. And that's including Game of Thrones. That was the most epic death. Yeah,
0: it is. You go out on your own terms. Yeah. And like you said, like a boss.
1: She did. It was awesome. Yes.
0: Rhaenyra does attempt to mend things by proposing that her firstborn son- Jaceris, a.k.a. Jace, should marry her half-sister, Helena,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to mend fences and also mend potential claims to the throne. But of course, Alicent wants none of this because, for one, she is pretty sure that Jace is a bastard and therefore should not have any claim to anything. She's not wrong. Yeah, she's not wrong.
1: She's not wrong,
0: but still. Yeah. But politically speaking, it does actually make sense because regardless of whether or not Jace was a bastard, for all intents and purposes, he is still an heir to the Iron Throne. And by him marrying his aunt, who happens to be pretty close in age to him, maybe only slightly older than him, but not by much, it really would mend the fences. And technically you would have a half- high tower princess being the mother of a future king hypothetically speaking mm-hmm. so it's like that should work and in other situations it would work because of the practical political aspects to it but yeah she says absolutely not yeah and the rumors keep coming up that sir harwin strong son of the current hand of the king I know, strong Lord Lionel Strong, is the actual bio dad of Rhaenyra's three sons. So that just results in Lionel deciding that maybe he and Harwin should get out of town for a bit. And they head back to their home castle, Hall, where a very suspicious fire breaks out. And oh so tragically, they die in the fire, leaving... Sir Lionel's younger son, Larys, still around. And now, technically, the Lord of Harrenhal.
1: Hall hmm did they never rebuilt Hall after that. Wasn't it still a ruin during Game of Thrones time?
0: Yeah, but to be fair, a lot of the ruin came from the Conquest, when I think a Black Dread burned Hall and cooked all those ironborn in there.
1: This is true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Rhaenyra basically says, I'm done. And she moves to Dragonstone. She moves her entire family to Dragonstone. She says she's done with Alicent. She's done dealing with all the bullshit that's happening in the Red Keep. I'm going to Dragonstone. And so she takes her family and her husband's lover with her. The, the one thing that got me is like of All the men in the world, why could she not find somebody that had blonde hair to have kids with? You know,
0: if you need, like, a surrogate sperm donor, if you will, yeah, there had to be other options, you would think.
1: You would think. I know, because blonde is a recessive trait. And if you've got somebody that's got dark hair, most likely they're going to have dark-haired children.
0: You would have thought that, like, after having Jace, you would have figured that out. You'd have thought. I get it if you are very ignorant with your first kid, but come on. Mm -hmm. After that first kid, you didn't suspect anything could go wrong later.
1: Right. My biggest gripe with this episode, and it had nothing to do with anything other than the fact that Allison is basically just a bitch. She forces Rhaenyra to present her child moments after giving birth to said child. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, please, she's still bleeding and in terrible pain. Yeah,
0: but she just doesn't care. I know. You would think that as a woman who has given birth, it's like we didn't see their fourth kid, but actually Allison does have four kids with Viserys. We just didn't see the younger one in the show. But Ryan Condal did confirm that we are going to see the missing fourth kid in the next season. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, so you would think that somebody who's had four children would get it, but clearly she just just does not care. So there you go.
1: I know. But that was like my biggest thing because I was like, really, Allison, you've given birth at least at that point three times, four, obviously. You know how painful it is to give birth and you're expecting her within hours, most likely of giving birth. If an hour maybe of giving birth. Of having to present her child. Really? That's just wrong.
0: So episode seven, Driftmark. We start off with the funeral for Lena at Driftmark. So everybody goes there. Rhaenyra and the now widower. The widower. The widower, Damon, decide to finally consummate their relationship years later. Which is yeah. a very odd choice of timing. But anyway... The now riderless Vagar is up for grabs and Prince Amund decides to take a chance after having dealt with being mocked for not having a dragon unlike his older brother and his nephews. So he decides, I'm going to try to claim the biggest Strongest, toughest dragon alive. And by some miracle, he does. He actually succeeds. Yeah. And when he comes back from his midnight dragon ride, he is confronted by his nephews and the daughter of the previous rider, who are all pissed off that he claimed a dragon that was last... Written by their mom. And as you can imagine, kids fight, and the proverbial someone will lose an eye is no longer proverbial.
1: It literally happens. Um, Yeah. Yeah. He didn't mean for it to happen. I know Lucerus did not mean to actually do it. However, it was either that or he was going to die. Yeah. So Allison tries to literally do the old saying, an eye for an eye. She tries to take Lucerys' eye.
0: Yeah, and if the battle lines weren't already clear before then, it was made very
1: clear now. Yes, because Rhaenyra stops Alicent, but gets hurt. And then after being told that Rhaenyra's sons are bastards, Viserys decrees that anyone questioning their legitimacy will basically have their tongues removed. He doesn't care if they're bastards. You know, he doesn't believe they're bastards anyway.
0: Yeah. And uh, at this point, we can refer to Amon as Eamon One-Eye, which, let's be honest, is a pretty badass moniker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we find out that Rhaenys also does not believe the fact that the children are Lenors because they look nothing like him. She suggests that her husband's title passed through to his granddaughter, Bela, by marriage to Princess. Which, I mean... Okay, fine. We see what seems to be a lover's spat, and Sir Carl appears to murder Lenor, so we think Lenor is dead. Everybody thinks Lenor is dead, and the body of her quote unquote husband is not even old yet, and Rainier and Damon are married, but we find out that Lenor is not dead. He has escaped driftmark. He's moved on with his life, yeah, with his lover,
0: yeah. What did you think of this episode?
1: This was a very odd episode, really. There was a lot going on in this episode.
0: Yeah, a lot did happen.
1: A lot really happened. I think my biggest thing, and it's still the biggest ick factor, was, is Rhaenyra and Damon. I understand it's, ick, it's an ick factor, damn it. It's just icky. I like the episode, though.
0: Yeah, regarding Rhaenyra and Damon, it's a thing in their family.
1: I know, but what we assumed was the body of her husband is... Not even cold yet. And she's already, fuck this dude, I'm out. I'm going to go marry my uncle now. Yeah. Key. that is cold hearted. At least pretend to mourn the man first.
0: Yeah, I know. It really is really that kind of timing. You gotta wait at least a couple of months.
1: Seriously. It's like mourn him for a couple of months. You're supposed to be in love with him and had three kids with the man. Yeah. It's not like you hated the man. I think, she, didn't Damon help them escape yeah, it's implied that that Damon and Rhaenyra helped them to escape. Yeah, yeah. So it means I understand you realize that he's not actually dead, but you need to play the part of grieving widow for just a couple of months, and then marry your uncle. I imagine Damon lost his wife not that
0: long ago either.
1: Exactly. I'm pretty sure Damon didn't like his wife. I think he liked her better than he liked his first wife, but I still don't think he liked his second wife at all that much, even though he had two children with her.
0: He didn't, like, love her, love her, but I think he did respect her a lot, though, because...
1: I think it was, like, the way Rhaenyra and Laenor were. They didn't love each other, but they respected, and they had a mutual respect, and I think they cared for one another. Yeah. I do think they were friends. Yeah. And I'd say that's probably the way it was with Damon and Lena.
0: Exactly. My only other real issue with this episode was the fact that... Okay, just very quickly, in the original lore... The whole idea of Lenor was murdered was totally a thing that they said happened. Now, again, you could argue that this could be, like, it's dubious evidence that they're going off of, maybe. But my big thing with this episode was that, to me, the idea of him faking his death doesn't really make any sense. Because the plot hole with this is his dragon, Sea Smoke. Yeah. Because typically with dragons right dragons only have one rider at a time so if Lenor is still alive then sea smoke would not be a dragon that could be available for somebody to try to take later you get what i mean
1: yeah unless one of his nieces was able to bond with a dragon i guess that would be the only way i could see it happening or sea smoke just disappears and then it's with Lanor. yeah but to me it still feels like it's a plot hole it's a pretty glaring plot hole yes
0: yeah because like i said typically a dragon stays with the same rider until either the dragon dies or the rider dies which we clearly saw with Vagar, which is another like exhibit a of why this is a plot hole so it's what happened to the dragon then yeah and not to mention even if the dragon fall lane or it's like it's kind of noticeable there's a dragon flying around near this dude <laughs> Because a dragon is not like a pet dog or a cat where you could just give it up for adoption or something.
1: Right. Dragons are fairly big. They're fairly large. Vagar is the biggest, but damn. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, you can't just give it up for adoption at the kennel. Okay? Yeah. But we're not going to drag this out any further. Episode 8. Yeah. The Lord of the Tides.
1: Yes. And this is another time jump. Yeah. So we are now six years on from what happened in Episode 7. Yes, so
0: we see that there's another succession crisis because Corlys was severely injured and there's a potential that he could have died from his injuries, so mm-hmm. issues are coming up as to whether Lucerys really should be the heir to Driftmark. And so they go back to King's Landing to get this settled. And meanwhile, we see that King Viserys has severely deteriorated. The poor man is a walking skeleton practically, at this point. Yes. And we see that the High Towers have really dominated and took over the court with Viserys being as ill as he is. And Rhaenyra begs for her father to do more to help her because, technically speaking, he put her in the situation she's in, which isn't to say that she obviously made choices that were questionable, but he still put her in the situation to begin with and he musters up his last bit of energy to publicly defend her by saying that he believes that Lucera's is the heir yes and reynice also in a bit of a political maneuver kind of thing agrees that yes this kid is my grandson and he should therefore be the heir, and he will be betrothed to my other grandchild. And fortunately, this arrangement will actually work out because the kids actually do like each other.
1: Yes. Yeah. Which one was he betrothed to? It's not Bela, isn't it? Is this the other one?
0: I can't remember. It's Raina and Bela. I, I don't remember which sister is betrothed to which brother.
1: Yeah. But they weren't unhappy. I know Lucerus and whichever one he's betrothed to. Weren't unhappy about the match, which was nice.
0: Both sisters didn't mind being betrothed to their cousins because they actually got along pretty well. Yeah. There's a potential that it could blossom to real feelings. You at least start off being good. You got along. Yeah. Which is more than other relationships in this world.
1: Yes. Unfortunately, Aegon is no good.
0: He's a drunk and an asshole is basically what he is.
1: Yeah. Yes, he's a drunk and he's an asshole, and his mother covers up his sexual assault on a handmaiden,
0: and that was likely not the first one. No, sure, there's been many.
1: Because doesn't he have several like bastard children running around?
0: There's implications that there are.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say.
0: Listen, Damon is not a saint by any stretch of the imagination, but there's very little evidence that he is anywhere near as bad as Aegon is. Especially once he was finally married to women that he could actually tolerate.
1: Yeah. Surprisingly, I do think Damon loves Rhaenyra. Yeah. I do think he loves her. And I do think she loves him. Yeah. I don't think he loved his second wife, but I do think he respected her and they were friends. They were at least friendly. Yeah. This is when I started liking him. Then he becomes a bit of an asshole again. And I'm like, I don't like you. But then I like him again. Yeah.
0: They were very surprisingly domestic on Dragonstone before they had to go back to the court. You really saw it in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, we had that very touching scene where they did for one brief 10 minutes, (laughs) they were a family.
1: Yes.
0: For the sake of a very ill dying man.
1: Yes. Then all hell breaks loose. Eamon becomes who Damon was in the first couple of episodes. He's cock short, and he's a cocky little bastard.
0: Yeah. This is something I mentioned in my solo, but can I say that it was brilliant casting for Eamon?
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Not only did this guy do a really good job playing the character, but just the visuals. He's like a visual mirror to Damon. And when you think about it, look at the kid's name. It's like an anagram of Damon, really.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I was like, wow.
0: So not only do they look like they could be uncle-nephew, because they look enough like each other.
1: Technically, they are uncle-nephew.
0: No, I know, but like the actors.
1: They look like they could be father and son. Yeah,
0: but it just makes things more interesting, especially in light of what happens in future seasons of the show.
1: We won't get into that until the next season comes out and we all watch it.
0: Yeah, and then all hell breaks loose because the thing that everybody was worried about finally happens. Viserys kicks the bucket in an episode where I think Patty Considine was robbed, man. He was robbed. He should have gotten an Emmy nomination.
1: He should have. I'm with you on that one.
0: I could understand him not winning, but he should have been nominated, damn it. Mm-hmm. Robbed, I tell you. Yes. If there's nothing else you have.
1: Yeah. This was a really good episode, though. Yeah. This honestly was probably one of my favorite episodes.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: There's a lot going on, but it didn't really bog it down too much, which was good. But it also didn't seem like everything happened too fast either. So it was it was a really good pacing.
0: Right, and you really got to see the uh, relationships happening.
1: Yeah. Okay, so episode nine, the Green Council. Yes. So after Viserys' death for Otto Hightower and the small council plot... To crown Prince Aegon as king instead of Rhaenyra, who is supposed to be queen. Sir Kristen Cole kills Lord Beesbury, who opposes the scheme. The Lord Commander of the King's Guard resigns in protest of this. And they don't tell anybody of Asiris's death.
0: Shady.
1: Yeah. And then they coerce, which basically means they threaten, they bribe and threaten all the noble houses to switch their allegiance from. Rhaenyra to Aegon. And those that don't, they're either killed or imprisoned.
0: Yeah. So basically, they're doing a coup.
1: Yeah. They're doing a coup. Yeah. And they're discussing whether or not to exile or kill Rhaenyra. Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm sorry, but if you have to do cloak and dagger stuff to what you are trying to say is the legitimate and true heir to the throne, is it really? Are you really? was all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of stuff happening in this one. Aegon goes missing.
0: Because he doesn't want to be king.
1: No, he doesn't want it. He's never wanted it. But they want him to be king because he's easily influenced. Or so they assume. Yeah. That he's going to be easily influenced. And he's going to be just like his father. And so Sir Otto is going to be the puppet master once again. So Otto sends the, was it Cargill?
0: Yeah, the twins.
1: The Cargill twins, yeah, the Cargill twins, to find him. While Allison sends his brother Aemon and Kristen Cole to find him, unfortunately, the twins find him first. But Kristen and Aemon take him from them. And Larys tells Allison their spies, including the lady in waiting Talia, in within the Red Keep. Allison approves eliminating the head spy, and Allison persuades Aegon to claim his birthright. King's Landing citizens are herded into the dragon pit to witness his coronation. Rhaenys refuses to support his claim and is held captive. Eric Cargill, frees her and she enters the caverns and breaks out her dragon, Melus. And she basically breaks out of the dragon pit, causing a lot of mayhem and death. And then she flees back to Dragonstone on her dragon.
0: Yes, that was a very epic way to end an episode. I was.
1: That was pretty good. That was probably my second favorite ending of one of these episodes.
0: Yes. The beast beneath the boards.
1: Yes. And she just, she's, screw all of y'all.
0: Hey, she, once upon a time, could have been the queen.
1: Yes. And so she has decided to support her niece. Not her niece. Her cousin, technically. Yeah. Claim to the throne. Which is nice. She
0: already had an agreement with Rhaenyra. Plus, I suspect she also didn't like the cloak and dagger business going on. No. Yeah, especially if it's orchestrated by a freaking high tower.
1: Yeah. But as you can tell, just the way she's acted through all of these episodes that we've seen her in, she was the correct choice. She should have been queen.
0: Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I think because I get the impression that When push comes to shove, she's very much loyal to her family, to House Targaryen. And even though these kids are Targaryens, they are half-Hightower and they're very much influenced by their mom and especially their grandfather. So in a sense, even though they are Targaryens, they are Targaryens that you can't really trust in any way. So I'm not wholly that surprised that she chose to side with Rhaenyra over Aegon yes and anything else yet
1: no that was a good episode but that her leaving on that dragon that was just the best part of it all
0: yeah she could have easily burned them all
1: yeah she didn't she could have I
0: would have I'll admit I would have technically if she just said Dracarys in that moment she could have ended it all before it began but she (laughs) did not
1: I would have. Yeah. I admit I'm not much of a person to have done something like that.
0: I'd have done it. We will see probably in the next season whether or not that was the right decision. But anyway. All right. We'll wrap this up with the final episode, The Black Queen. Rhaenys shows up to let them know that Viserys died and that they crowned Aegon. And of course, Rhaenyra is freaked out. And she goes into premature labor, which is very sad. Yes. I'm actually mad that they cut out some additional scenes that were apparently supposed to be in this episode. Because the way they cut it, it looks like Damon almost didn't care. But he very much did in the cut scenes, apparently.
1: Yeah. It shows him at least having a moment where he breaks down.
0: Yeah. But apparently there were additional scenes I got cut.
1: Which sucks because he truly did care. Renira was shocked. She was in shock and no grief, obviously. I can't imagine. My heart goes out to every man and woman in the world that has lost a child through stillbirth. Yeah. My hearts go out to you. Makes me want to go upstairs and hug my baby.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Even yeah. though she's asleep, <laughs> just makes me want to hug her and put my hand on her chest just to feel it rising.
0: Yeah. I wait for that in the morning.
1: Yeah, she'll be up soon enough. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So they now know that political chicanery has happened back in King's Landing. So Damon wants to go to war, but Rhaenyra is really reluctant because not only does she not feel comfortable about going to war against her own siblings, even though they don't have much of a relationship, she's also feeling like there's just too much law. She doesn't have the heart for war. Of course. Otto Hightower decides that he is going to do things and terms are sent for her to concede that her brother is the true ruler of Westeros and she and her sons will get some benefits in exchange. And Rhaenyra is apparently considering it because, again, she doesn't really have the heart to go to war Mm -hmm. given what's happened But of course, Damon is annoyed because he refuses to stand for Otto Hightower to get more power in his hands. Some loyalists are starting to add to the war talk that Damon is proposing because they also don't like the idea of Otto Hightower getting more power. The two older boys, being loyal sons as they are, they want to go help their mom and they decide to be ambassadors representing her cause. So they fly off on their dragons to talk to potential allies, particularly certain houses that Game of Thrones fans will recognize, houses Arryn, Stark, and Baratheon. And things come to a head when Lucerys goes to Storm's End to talk to Lord Boros Baratheon, and he finds out his uncle Aemon showed up first and realizing that they're not going to get anywhere with the baratheons lucaris leaves and aemon thinks that he can play chicken with his nephew using a giant war beast and then we see what happens with that brilliant idea
1: yeah And I mean, in this, I honestly think it's the same thing. I don't think Eamon wanted to happen. He didn't want what happened to happen, but he had no control over the situation. I don't think he was the true rider of Vagar, for one thing.
0: Considering how old Vagar is, Vagar would make it very clear whether you are her rider or you are not, which is why I didn't question that Eamon is Vagar's rider, because Vagar easily could have just burnt him to a crisp. When he was a snotty ten-year-old, if it wanted to, so that's just me. But at any anyway. rate, yeah, yeah. Poor Luceris, he was being a good kid, and that happened, and yeah. And then this was just like one thing too much for Rhaenyra, and she's like, oh, yeah. And then we got that look at the end of the episode, and that is the end of season one. So, overall, what did you think? You hungry for more?
1: I am, because especially after the cliffhanger that it left us on. Yeah. I'm like, I have to know what happens. In a way, I know what happens, but I still want to see how they make it happen. But yeah, it'll be very interesting to see.
0: Yes, and unfortunately, we are going to have to wait until 2024. Um, Obviously, since they're still filming, they're not going to make predictions exactly when it's going to be released, but it is presumably next year. Although there were hints that they're aiming for a summer twenty twenty four, what they did with the first season being in late summer twenty two, so we'll see what happens. Yes, yeah, so this was another epic episode, so anything else? Nope. Okay.
1: Good. Did you
0: like what you heard on our episode today? Well then feel free to come back and listen to us again. You can find us on all different streaming sites including Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, iHeartRadio spotify you name it we're there and if you really like us feel free to follow us on instagram and tiktok at three fates decide that's t-h-r-e-e fates decide you can also email us at three decide at gmail.com and check out our website at three fates to find other episodes information about your three hosts and all of our other links Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on Three Fates Decide.